What is going on, y'all? Welcome back in JWB Dynasty Digest. I'm your host, Tyler at FF Tyler O. Welcome in, JWB, where we give you a consumable dynasty perspective. Today, we're going to be talking rookies, as we've been talking. No surprise, it is that season. Rookies are going to start winding down a little bit as we go forward, but we're talking rookies, and specifically rookies who we believe could have a large value increase before the start of the season. Not doing this solo. Brought my friend Kyle here at Luck Has Made FF with Rotoballer. Kyle, what's up, man? Thanks for coming. Hey, out. man. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, man. Before we jump in, you know how this goes. Got to roll that intro. He has the hearts of a lot of fantasy players. I like it a lot, honestly. I like. I'm. I'm in for death taxes and the 2022 wide receiver class. I like what you were saying, Skylar. No, no player is completely untouchable. I think you guys really. I had not. I have not really heard this yet. I listen to a lot of pods. And I have not heard this yet. Well done, gentlemen. I'm really impressed. Kick things off here at the quarterback position. I feel like a lot of the like the quarterback's pretty simple this year. We got so guys that are going to start right away. There's not a lot of ways that we could see like the Strouds, the Bryce mm-hmm. Youngs, Anthony Richardson rise in value, right? And then the rest of the guys, most of the rest of the guys got drafted so late, it doesn't really matter. But the one guy I think we at least need to have a conversation about is Will Levis gets drafted at the very top of the second round. Don't love the draft capital, obviously, to the Titans, but there has been a lot of rumors going around with Tannehill, whether they're going to keep him, how that's going to look. Your thoughts. Is there a chance that we see like some a Levis rise during the season? Does Tannehill move on? Where are we at? I, I think that's tough because I think a lot of people have been pegging the Titans, you know, to like have a bottom three record in the NFL and I don't know if that's possible when like Mike Vrabel's your coach, like they're going to come out hard. They're going to play every week. Like tanking is not in Mike Vrabel's MO. It's not ever something he would do. It's not ever something he would embrace. Like he's very, like he's a younger coach, but he's very much an old head when it comes to that. So I think we got to understand that like the Titans are going to be playing hard every week. Now, I don't know how many wins that's going to equate to, but I don't know. I don't see them being so bad that they would have a top five pick. That's just my opinion. So I think with Levis, if it wasn't for Anthony Richardson in the draft, I think we'd be talking a little bit more about Levis's athleticism. Mm-hmm. You know, just my opinion. You know, I think maybe what I'm more worried about is, you know, you got Traylon Burks. You really don't have anyone else. I mean, I'm kind of excited about Chigazima Conquo, that's how you say it. Mm-hmm. Jig, um, jig, jig, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, you know, they drafted Peter Skaronsky, so they're trying to rebuild the trenches. So, I mean, I, I think maybe Levis's value has gone down so much that I'm kind of back in. Like one of my I'm rookie, with one of my rookie drafts over the weekend, I got Richardson at the 102, and then I ended up getting Levis at the 202. I was thrilled with that. Yeah, man. I actually, I'm not even kidding, man. I got Levis at the 211. I traded Brian like Brian Levis was on the board at two eleven. I traded Brian Robinson straight up for the two eleven and just wow. drafted Levis. I mean, I'm not a Levis fan, never have been. I think he's got issues, and I'm not sure he's going to succeed. But I think you know we've been wrong on quarterbacks before, uh, and I'm with you on the value where it's at. Um, but to, for the value to increase, um, I I am on the side where I'm not. I think Tannehill is just the guy going into 2023. You think Tannehill's got it locked in? Yeah, I mean, I think he's better, you know, than we probably give him credit for. But I don't know that he's a quarterback that's going to move the needle. Like, I think he's the kind of quarterback that can get you from two wins probably to six or seven wins. Mm -hmm. But he's probably not a quarterback that's going to take you from 
he's not going to take you from nine wins to 14 wins. It's probably nine to 10 or, you know, somewhere in that range. So I don't think he's bad. I mean, he's kind of at a point now where I don't think he has a ton of fantasy value. Yeah. You know, maybe there's a chance. Maybe he goes to Atlanta and reunites with Arthur Smith. I think that was I, the rumors. That's kind of what I was hinting at with like eleven yeah. getting some values if Tannehill goes there. You know, because I yeah. mean, they're really going to roll Ritter. I don't know if maybe Levis is ready to play right away. I think that's you know kind of my thought. I, mm-hmm. Maybe halfway through the season. You know, if maybe things don't go well and they kind of want to see what they have. The next player that I, I or players, I guess I want to talk about is I think there's some serious room for one of these, uh, one of these three day two pass catchers from the, the Packers to, you know, catch some hype, catch some steam during this offseason a bit. I'm talking about Musgrave, who they took in a second tight end, Jalen Reed, wide receiver, who they took in a second wide receiver, and then Tucker, another tight end, who they took in the third. I mean, that's some serious draft capital they invested into pass catchers, something they would never do with Aaron Rodgers, but they are doing with Jordan Love. But with that said, I mean, it's really Christian Watson and not much else. I mean, all the respect to Dubes, I don't really necessarily think that his his job is locked in. But there's a team that seems like they're going to be passing a bit. There's a lot of targets up for grabs. Not that I'm a huge Jordan Love fan, but I really think that, you know, with, with the drum beats that we hear from, you know, the offseason, the beat writers, maybe the coaches, you know, there is room for one of these three guys to, um, you know, gain some value uh, as we approach August. I would say it's definitely Jaden Reed for me. You know, he put up some pretty good numbers at Michigan his junior year. You know, he averaged like 17, over 17 yards a catch. He had 10 touchdowns. He did get a little, you know, he was hurt. He was banged up a little bit this year. His kind of production went down. But I was intrigued. I mean, I'm, you know, I did get him at the 212, you know, in a rookie draft over the weekend. And it's a good spot. We're talking about the guy that was a six wide receiver off the board in the draft. I mean, he went 50 overall. I mean, we're not talking about a bad player here. I do like the fit because Dobbs is kind of a guy you put on the outside. He's very good at the contested catch. Christian Watson, kind of a bigger guy. He's a burner. He's not really a slot guy. I think Jaden Reed kind of fits in. He can kind of work the you know the middle of the field. He's a, I wouldn't say a smaller receiver, but he's not as big as those other two guys. Um, as far as the tight ends go, I mean, I was definitely intrigued by Tucker Craft, but you know we're talking about a guy that came from South Dakota State, so I don't know. You know that tight end is such a tough transition for rookies. Um, you know Musgrave too. You know he, that guy was actually an all a four sport athlete and. You know, he can jump out of the gym, but he's he was hurt a lot of his college career. Not so. a lot of tape. Not a lot yeah. of tape. So I th- I think the path is definitely for Reed. I love that. Any other, you know, when we're talking here about these rookies that could see a value increase, um, is there any rookies that stand out to you? Well, I mean, I see his name on the sheet. If you, you know, if I can mention him. Feel free. It's all you. Um, yeah, I'd say Ke- Kendra Miller because, you know, the Saints, they got Jamal Williams. You know, I think Jamal Williams, good player. He's one of the most likable, you know, guys in the NFL. Absolutely. But I think he was kind of more of a product of the Lions offensive line last year. For sure. And he, and he's getting older. Obviously, Kamara. I don't know that Kamara is going to be suspended for a whole season. I, I mean, I, I'm thinking like six games. Yeah, I was thinking six to eight. I'm absolutely with you on that one. You know, like it was bad what he did, but it's not – I don't think it's in the scope of what people have deserved – well – 
maybe we can talk about whether Ridley deserved a season, but that's probably a conversation. Yeah, it's another conversation. Yeah, definitely but, another combo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say if that happens, I mean, I think Kendra Miller could, is someone that could step in. Like I love the way he runs. Um, and if you want to talk about that a little bit later, but I, I would say him for sure. Yep, definitely. And I think that we look at say, you know, Kamara gets six to eight. I mean, that really just leaves Jamal Williams and Kendra Miller. I mean, neither one of these guys are necessarily pass catchers. Um, so, like, that does leave, like, this, a huge gap in that offense in terms of who's going to catch the ball. I'm not saying that Jamal Williams and or Kendra Miller can't become that, but it does kind of, like, change, like, you know, their approach to the, the running back game. Um, mm-hmm. So, it's interesting. I, I'm here there on Kendra Miller. I think there's definitely some room to improve. I think when, like, when the Kamara suspension hits – we're going to see a spike. Absolutely. I think that, that the one thing I will say is that Kendry Miller in some drafts, in some places, his value is already pretty high. Like I've seen him going around like the 111, 112 in some mm-hmm. drafts, yeah. which is a little high for me. I prefer Same. like right around like, you know, 202, 203, but um, definitely I think when the suspension is announced, which I think it likely will be, Kendry Miller will spike. Um, another one to talk about here is Rishi Rice. Um, I think that everyone's always salivating for that next, Chiefs wide receiver. We know that Mahomes is one of the greatest. We know that they're going to be throwing the ball. Chiefs are smart. They're going to throw the football a hell of a lot. And there just isn't a lot of options outside of Kelsey. They got it done last year, uh, patchwork. They didn't really address it too much this offseason, but they did invest in Rasheed Rice. Um, he seems to be kind of one of those guys I think is flying a little under the radar. Seems to be going around that mid-second range. But, I, you know, I like we saw it happen with Sky Moore last year, right? Sky Moore, I, I felt like his value was just spiking, peaking mm-hmm. in the offseason. I think I saw, saw him going around the 108, 109 in some spots. And then I felt like his value continued to at least, like, stay at that range or yeah. rise even a little bit as we approach the season. Obviously a disappointment, but I think it just speaks to, like, everyone's, like, I want to go, not that they're going to be the next Tyree Kill, but I want to go out and get that guy, that wide receiver on the Chiefs offense. And if we start hearing some, some you know, the drum beats, the beat writers, um, you know, things start picking up. I think there's some room for Rasheed Rice to really rise here, especially if he starts to separate himself from the rest of these wide receivers and pass catchers not named Kelsey. Yeah, I think it's funny you say that because I remember, you know, rookie drafts last year and it got to the point that Sky Moore was going ahead of Chris Olave, and I'm like, and, you know, that happened. That happened. And I'm like, yeah. look, I'm like, look, guys, like, what are we doing here? <laughs> you <laughs> know, sure, and I, yeah. and I'm not out on Sky Moore either. I think, you know, Andy Reid's offense is complex. Like, I think people needed to temper their expectations. Like, especially him coming from Western Michigan. You know, it's a very, it, that's a tough transition. Almost <laughs> Rasheed Rice. I know SMU plays a little bit better competition, but. You know, he's kind of a late bloomer. He's already 23. I know sometimes we talk about early declare breakout age for receivers, and maybe that matters. Maybe, I mean, I mean, it matters. Maybe it doesn't matter in every instance. Um, you know, I mean, you still have Kadarius Tony. I've got high hopes for Kadarius Tony, and I, I still do like Sky Moore. I mean, you still got MVS there. You know, I think it's probably safe to say all three of those guys are better than MVS, but like they're still paying MVS a decent amount of money. So, you know, you kind of hope it's not like a nightmare situation like it was for fantasy last year where it was like, yeah, you, if you didn't have Kelsey, they were kind of spreading the ball around, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I, you know, that that's tough because, you, know, uh, you know, I follow Matt Harmon and, you know, yep. he was talking about Sky Moore like a month ago. I was like, look, I, I think we gave up on Sky Moore way too quick. Like we need to see him for another year. So... I'm definitely in on, you know, rice for, for the right price just because I think you got to – it's worth the upside that, like, you know, he could be Mahomes' favorite target when when Kelsey retires. So, 
definitely worth it. Another one just to chat about real quick. Chase Brown, you know, he's one of those guys. He was drafted in the sixth, um, pretty old, lot, a, lot of, a lot of wear and tear, even though there's a lot of production to also speak to in his college portfolio. Mm-hmm. Uh, prolific, almost, I think you could say, to, to what he was able to do in college. But sixth round, goes to the Bengals. There's been a lot of conversation around Mixon. Um, you know, I, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not going to legal stuff, but things just keep popping up. Flags just keep popping up with this guy. Um, it carries a decent contract. Conversations of being cut. Is it because of the money? Is it because of the, the, the off-the-field issues? Maybe it's because of both. But at the same time, it doesn't seem like they're necessarily addressing it. So um, I just wanted to get your take here. Like, is Mixon's job safe? Is he walking into the season as the main guy? Should we be looking to roster Chase Brown in case something happens? Um, Chase Brown, I think, is more of like a late third. But some people seem to be a little bit more bullish on him. And I've seen him go in the you know early third, even as, as early as the, the late second. So kind of your thoughts on this Bengals running back situation. Well, so I think that... Chase. Yeah, I mean, this is really kind of the last easy year of the Bengals championship window because Burrow's still cheap. You know, after this, you know, next year, you know, Burrow will be on his fifth-year option. Maybe they get the deal done. So maybe they escalate his cap hit, you know, to kind of Mm -hmm. make it so it doesn't hit as hard later. So I think the Bengals are all in. I think they have a very good chance of winning it all. Their kind of roster is kind of complete top to bottom. It really doesn't make a whole lot of sense to move on from Mixon. I think they – he, his cap hits like 10 million. They only save five. So I, yeah. I mean, I get it for, you know, maybe you're, maybe he's a little overpaid for a running back at this point, but I just feel like if you're the Bengals, I don't know that that really ma- makes a whole lot of sense for you at this point. You know, another guy they really like is, is Travion Williams. Mm-hmm. And that's another guy we're not talking about um, outside of Chase Brown, you know? So I, I'm definitely intrigued by Chase Brown. I definitely want to roster him. I definitely want to have, have them on my team not necessarily the clearest path that we maybe think there is but i think he's definitely worth a gamble at this point but i would definitely keep my eye on travion as well fair enough travion's one of the guys i'm not as keep my eye on as much just because i think it's what his fifth year in the nfl and he hasn't really done anything but um i think he's worth rostering in dynasty i'll give you that yeah um Toss it back to you. You got a rookie that you know you're looking at that could increase in value as we go through the spring and the summer. Yeah, I mean, I would say at least in the short term would be is is he a Bonaconda? Because what if Brees Hall starts on pup? Like we don't know, you know. And I'm I'm a little more optimistic on Brees Hall than I am on Javante Williams because Brees Agreed. Hall. It's just an ACL. Know, I'm not a me- I'm not a medical expert, but like if you look at the injuries, like Brees Hall had a pretty clean tear, successful surgery. Javante Williams tore his ACL, it's his like PCL, and his MCL. I mean, yeah, serious. People so, aren't talking about that enough, Kyle. Like people are just kind of like saying they both tore their ACL, and I've had to chime in on a couple folks and be like, these are not the same injuries, folks. Yeah, and it, and who knows how it's going to shake out? I just think, you know, I, I I definitely got burned having too much J.K. Dobbins last year. I was like. I, you know, I trusted the Ravens. They're like, oh, yeah, he'll be ready for camp. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, he'll be ready for camp. And, like, not realizing it, you know, where some of the yeah. talking heads are like, yeah, you need to be a little leery here. So that was kind of definitely a lesson learned. Um, I was trying to think of rookies who may rise in value. I mean, I know he's not on the list, but, like. Doesn't have to be. Michael Mayer, possibly. Okay. I mean, because absolutely, man. I thought that, in my opinion, he was the most pro-ready of all the tight ends in the class. And he, and he dropped. He dipped a bit, and man. Maybe he doesn't do anything exceptionally well, but he does everything very well. Um, very well-rounded. 
you know, it's kind of important when you look at these tight ends, you know, being able to block is important because it means you stay on the field, but you don't want to be such a great blocker that like they're, they're not putting you, uh, you know, having you run routes at the same time. Yeah, so for sure. I just think, you know, they have Devontae Adams. I don't think they have a clear number two. Maybe it's Jacoby Myers, but you know, seeing, with what, it, it's open. seeing what Kittle did with Jimmy G, I don't, you know, I'm not saying Mayer's on that same level of athleticism, but I feel like Mayer could be good. Yeah, I, I think he was an instance of he, he was my tight end one going into everything, and I think it was just an instance of the uh, kind of analysis paralysis where people just kind of like everyone knew Mayer was the best tight end for years, and then things came around, the testing came out. It's not like Michael Mayer hurt himself during testing; he tested above average. Like he was a good athlete, right? Great right. athlete, I think you could argue. It's just this this class was full of. Um, insane athletes um mm-hmm. I, I would argue this is like athletically speaking folks athletically speaking this is probably one of the best tight end classes that we've ever seen um but that said you know that is one of the reasons i think kind of mayor fell out of favor but i'm with you on michael mayor in terms of a guy that i think could just be like all right this is the guy he's gonna play he's gonna see you know 85 percent of the snaps something like that and just be out there and you know can find his way to some like zach Ertz type of volume because he can play right everything that they ask him to do. One that I think is kind of interesting, kind of a deeper cut here, is going to be Tank Dell. Uh, undersized. I love this tape. Uh, he was a guy that I was a pretty big fan of, but I like wasn't necessarily very sure like how things were going to work out, obviously because of the size. Um, but I believe he was um, drafted. He was a day two pick, uh, pick 69. I mean, you see wide receiver go on day two. It's not a lock whatsoever, but it's certainly better than going on day three. And apparently, you know, Stroud is able to build some um, rapport with, with mm-hmm. Tank Dell uh, during it was the combine or something like that. And yeah. there's some rumor going around that he requested um, they draft him. Whether it's sure or not doesn't matter. But what I'm really trying to get at here is they took a wide receiver in the in the in the day two in the third round. And I, I, I know that there's a lot of, um, you know, Collins fans out there. I know there's some Mechie fans out there, but I still would consider this wide receiver room fairly wide open. Mm-hmm. That's funny you say that. Next time I talk to Lance Zerline, I need to ask him that. Hey, did Chad <laughs> really request that? You know, because yeah, yeah, Lance yeah. is such a big Houston guy. Um, I'm definitely intrigued. I think some people were getting a little carried away trying to compare him to Tyreek Hill. I mean, oh yeah, let's For slow sure. down. For know, sure. Tyreek Hill is kind of a generational talent. Um He's also a lot heavier than Tank Dell is. So I'm definitely in, you know, they don't have a number one receiver. You know, he can kind of establish that chemistry with Stroud. I am a little optimistic for Mechie just because I feel like he's not, I mean, he's not maybe a needle mover, but like he'll get the job done. I feel like Mechie could be a very good number two. He's easy to root for now too, you know. Yeah. What, a, what a story. What a comeback story for things to turn sure. around for him. Yeah, I mean, so I'm I'm definitely intrigued by Dell at the you know at the right price, but you know his size and his weight is definitely going to make him a little bit of an outlier. But like, he is almost kind of like Deuce Vaughn for me. Like, I don't care about the size, I don't care about the metrics. Just turn on the tape. Mm-hmm. Like, man, you want like Tank Dell and um, who's the other guy? The the, the, the guy I just said, Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn. Yep. They have the some of the most exciting college tape of it's electric man it's electric man yeah yeah i'm with you um marvin mims i want to get your thoughts on him there i think one of the reasons i brought him up is um i'm not really thinking they're gonna move judy at this point but there's been rumors about trying to move on from judy more and more so sutton at this Mm -hmm. point i know they got a crowded pass catcher room but um tim patrick should be healthy coming back from knee injury but 
you know, I, there's been some hype uh, on Marvin Mims, and I think if one of these wide receivers were to find their way out of, of Denver, there could be some serious value right. to be had here increasing. Um, I guess first the question is, is, is you know, how are you feeling about Marvin Mims? Well, I, I like that he's versatile. He's, he, you know, he can you can put him in the slot. You can put him outside. You know, he averaged 20 yards a catch last year. That's good, folks. Which, That's good. Which, you know, I thought was pretty impress- impressive. I have a video up on my Twitter. There was a catch he made against Texas Tech. I don't know if you saw it, but, like, and I thought, it wasn't this year. It was, like, a year before or maybe his freshman year. Um, and the quarterback threw the ball, like, down the sideline. And Mims, like, went up. And he caught the ball like behind the DB and like pinned it to his back and like came down with it. It was like seriously one of the most amazing catches I've ever seen. So I'm definitely in. You know, he's not a big he's not a big guy. We're talking about you know he's only about five eleven, one eighty three. Um, he does seem to do everything else well. You know, he 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 can kind of work the middle. He can go deep. You know, he kind of runs a versatile route tree. So I'm definitely in. You know, Judy could be gone just because. The, the Broncos cap situation, you know, kind of for what Fair. contract of what a number one receiver is going to is right now. Like somebody might give Judy 20, 25 million dollars a year. Maybe the Broncos don't want to do that. You know? Yeah. Makes total sense. Throw it back over to you for another rookie that you think could have a bit of a value increase as we move on. Um, Man, I, you know, I'm, I'm definitely a big Zach Evans guy, but you know, Cam Akers had a pretty good you know, second half. Yeah, end of the season there, things started looking a lot better. I mean, you love to see it. Again, like coming yeah. back from Achilles is no <laughs> joke, but uh, I was a bit skeptical there, but it was great to see him kind of turn it on there. You know, and like he's a free agent after the year. I don't know how this Rams team is going to be. You know, they're kind of doing this kind of half compete, kind of half rebuild, which kind of makes sense because like they have so much money committed to some of these older players they can't move on from them. Yeah. You know, but this is the last year of Acres contract, so maybe it's like maybe they just want to say, well, you know, we're not keeping him beyond this year. We'll just abuse the crap out of him. You know, I mean, yeah, and, that way. But yeah, I got you. You know, they kind of loaded up in the draft. They got a ton of guys in the trenches. They will have a couple of guys on their offensive line coming back. You know, who were kind of injured last year. You know, Havenstein and Note Bloom. And so I don't think their offensive line is going to be anywhere near as bad as it was last year. But. I don't think we're going to see like a 2021, you know, Rams offense again, but I, I don't see how it could be worse than it was last year. I mean, that was like unwatchable. Fair enough. I mean, I'm with you. I mean, but Hey, you won a super bowl. Uh, True. So it, it is the price you pay sometimes. Um, and as our last, before we get out of here, before we cut out, is there any other rookie that you want to talk about? Yeah. I mean, I would say, you know, Michael Wilson, because that's the kid from Stanford who went to the Cardinals, but he went in like round four and he put up some good numbers at Stanford. He could not stay healthy. He got injured like three or four years. Um, so hopefully he can stay healthy, but you know, DeAndre Hopkins could be moved. It's a new regime in Arizona. Mm-hmm. You know, could Hollywood Brown be gone after this year? Yeah. You know, that's kind of always something to think of, but same time for dynasty, you always want to be thinking ahead. Like Arizona's got two first round picks, so you know there there there's a crazy universe where the Arizona would wind up with Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison next year. So oh my god, talk about that! I mean that would be absolutely insane. Whew. All right, it would be. All right, that's gonna do it for rookies who could have a value increase as we approach the season. Kyle, plug the Twitter, plug the work. Yeah. Uh, luck is made FF. I got my 
Linktree on there, you know, kind of getting my YouTube up. I'm doing more, you know, that over the summer. Kind of enjoying a little bit of a break now, man. I was it's just, nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this, you know, for for us content creators, this is kind of our downtime probably for the next month and a half until we get to July. And man, I was just going so hard through the NFL draft. I mean, when it was just when it was over, I was like a little depressed. I was like, man, I all that hype, and now it's over. And I've kind of been trying to recharge the last couple of weeks, but yeah, I should have plenty, uh, plenty of content out. And, uh, I check my calendar, man. I need to, uh, meet up with, uh, Wyatt from, uh, WB. You in Ohio? Yeah. He, he, he only lives like, he works like 10 minutes from me actually. No so. way. Yeah, so absolutely, like, man. man. I'm actually gotta... going down there tomorrow. Okay. So I'm in Michigan. I'm not too far. Anyways. Okay. Um, nice. make sure. In the link, you'll see it. There'll be a link to the Discord. If you're interested in Rookie Mocks, if you're interested in Rookie ADP, if you're interested in Dynasty Mocks, maybe there'll be some leagues booting up soon. Go Or just want to talk some ball. Go to the JWB Discord link. Join. A lot of the channels are free. You can just jump in there and start talking. Also, if you are listening to this on YouTube and you aren't subscribed, hit subscribe. If you are listening to this on some type of podcast platform, do us a favor, open up your YouTube app and subscribe to J. WB. Find me on Twitter at FF Tyler. That's all we have today, folks. Don't forget, tell somebody you love them. Later.